You're going to be a football player when you grow up. This is Raider Nation Radio 920. You're in the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor and Lincoln Kennedy, presented by Tequila Embajador. I'm the luckiest guy in the world. I've been in football all my life. That is right. You are in the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor and Lincoln Kennedy, brought to you by Tequila Embajador. Raider Nation Radio on a Wednesday. We are one day closer, Lincoln Kennedy, to the most important game for the Raiders in years. I'm just going to say years. It's been a long time since they've been in this kind of a game, on this kind of a stage, at this sort of a moment, at home, um, for a chance to go to the playoffs for the first time since 2016 and only the second time. Since 2002, Lincoln Kennedy, I'm fired up about <laughs> you this. You got to slow down, bro. This is we why we do this. No, it's no, full speed no, ahead. No, you got to slow down. <laughs> You're going to burn yourself out, it's man. It's full speed ahead, man. <laughs> and that's the only way to roll. But Lincoln Kennedy, first of all, welcome to the show. How are you What's doing, What's up, brother? Friend? I'm doing all right, man. How are you? I'm doing good. And good. definitely I've got it uh, paced out without yeah. question. Uh, yeah. You have to. And so do the Raiders. Uh, but I want to start right off, Lincoln, because we got a chance to talk to Derek car today Mm -hmm. and um this has kind of been on my mind you know the last couple of days ever since this moment was sort of created and you know we've talked obviously a lot about Derek Carr anytime you're the quarterback of a team you get um you know a lot of attention right wrong indifferent whatever the case might be whether it's deserved whether it's not deserved um, you know, you're the quarterback of the team, and he's been here eight years, and the eight years have not been really all that great. Uh, Lincoln Kennedy, he's got a losing record as a starting quarterback. There was one year where he was 12-3 and three before getting hurt and not being able to play in the postseason. Right. Kind of fell off the cliff uh, immediately after that. There's been a lot of misery um, ever since, and the guy that bore and assumed most of the responsibility for it, deservedly so or not, I don't think that he did, is the quarterback, Derek Carr. Um, and, you know, Lincoln, and I'm going to get to you here in, in, in one second, get your thoughts, um, you know, privately and, and, and publicly. He understands. He gets it. He's the quarterback right. of the team. Right. It comes with the territory. Yep. Um, it doesn't. It's not always justified, and certainly right. in this case it hasn't been. There's been a turnstile at coach. There's been a roster that's been rebuilt, torn apart, rebuilt again. There's been different regimes in, in charge. There's been a lot that's worked against the Raiders and uh, the quarterback of the Raiders. But he's never really, you know, come out and complained about that or talked about that uh, necessarily. But I do know... You know, uh, there was a, a big part of him and the people around him, his inner circle, that had really longed for the right moment to come along, the right supporting cast to be built around him, uh, the right stage to jump up onto and essentially shut the doubters up. Because w- with that blame that he's gotten, inordinately so in my estimation, Doubt has also crept in from fans who wonder, well, is this guy worthy? Can he do it? Is he capable of leading a successful franchise? Is he uh, talented enough to do that? I personally think he is, but he really hasn't gotten that chance. He's getting that chance now on Sunday, Lincoln. And in in a lot of ways, it is a moment of truth. And uh, I don't know what your thoughts are on that. I think he's going to seize it, but we don't know. And I, But I do know this. One way or another, it's going to go a long way toward – settling some things on Sunday and and based on the the play of Derek Carr. Well, it's a mouthful. So let's let's break it down. Um 
first of all, I've, I've always believed that the quarterback gets way too much credit when things go right and way too much blame when, the, when things go wrong, just like the head coach. But it comes with the territory. Right. It, it's part of it. Um, I think this is a defining game for Derek Carr. I yes. really do. Yep. Because uh, you know, I've been extremely critical his entire career that he's been with the Raiders. I've been covering the Raiders his entire career. And there were times where I questioned his judgment. There were times where um, uh, there were actually quite a few times I questioned his judgment and discretion, more importantly, and, and, and sometimes his overall ability. Because I was familiar with this system, especially when Gruden took, o- took over, I knew what he was capable of. I knew what his options were. And there were times, you know, we, we talked about it on the show, he, he's standing in the pocket, there's a lane that's open, just run. Just run and slide get down you know you don't have to jump in the air you don't have to put the ball forward you don't have to showcase or anything like that just slide get down and protect yourself use the rules to your advantage i've appreciated Derek's accuracy i've appreciated his his leadership in a way to where when when a lot for this team there were no leaders apparent leaders he stood up and he you know he he answered the questions he addressed the media he sort of was the voice of the team i appreciated all that but let's also understand this is a performance-based business. Based on your performance is how long you need to stay in place. You know, some people will argue Aaron Rodgers is probably one of the greatest quarterbacks in history, but he only has one championship to his name. So after a while, McCarthy had to go. Then get it done. You weren't going to get rid of the quarterback. You were going to get rid of the coach. Derek has been in the regime with a number of coaches, a number of offensive coordinators, and, and it's not his fault. He didn't have any control over that, but he does have control over his play. And that's why I think this is a, a defining game for him because after eight years, you wanted to see a playoff caliber game. We didn't have him in 2016. He got hurt before the playoffs, so you didn't see how he performed in the playoffs. On pace to have an MVP caliber year he was in 2016 before he got hurt. Since then – it's only been sort of a shell. And, and look, you can say what you want about the roster, the offensive line, everything else. But, again, quarterback gets a lot of blame when things go wrong, a lot of credit when things go right. So I'm not one of these analytical guys who are like, oh, look at the stats. He's over 4,000 yards, and he didn't have this, and he didn't have that. Wins. Wins is what it comes down to. Wins. Don't have the wins. And that's why – this is a defining moment because if you can go out there and he's very capable, we've seen him beat the Colts, we've seen him beat the Cowboys, we've seen him beat you know the Ravens, we've seen him beat the Steelers, we've seen him beat other teams that are on the verge of the playoffs. If you can go out there and beat the Chargers, your decision making, your play, your aggressiveness, your you know making the right judgments, all that stuff then you can probably make a claim for him to be the franchise quarterback, to sign him to a new deal, to give him another chance. And let's not make any mistake. We are talking about that. I mean, that's part. Of, that's going to be part of the equation uh, on, on Sunday. And listen, you could talk about full seasons and all of that and, and how important, obviously, a quarterback uh, is to the success uh, during a full season, and no doubt uh, it is. But there's also extenuating circumstances. There's the talent around the quarterback. Does he have a defense? Does he have an offensive line? Does he have the necessary weapons? Uh, All of that goes into the equation uh, as well. The difference now, I think, Lincoln, is he's got, I believe, the best supporting cast that he's had, and that includes a viable defense. Um, 
you know, and I give them a lot of credit these last few weeks for playing without one of the premier players in the league. There aren't that many teams that can survive without a Darren Waller uh, in the mix. The Raiders and Derek Carr specifically have. Um, but what I'm saying is, yeah, you can, you know, I don't think that he deserves the blame for everything that's happened these last eight seasons uh, because there's been some really bad teams around him flat out. I'm just going to say it. I know what I'm seeing and you do too. There's been a lousy teams for a long time, far too long. All right. But this isn't one of those lousy teams. This is a good team. So in a one game situation where you have to get it from your quarterback and history shows that in these types of situations, your quarterback goes a long way in his performance in deciding the outcome. That's why this is a defining moment, uh, I think, for Derek Carr. And I think it's, it could go one or two ways. You know, either he solidifies himself and proves his doubters wrong, which is something that I know burns inside of him. Um, or, you know, if, he, if, it, if it goes the other way, it might validate the feelings um, and the criticisms from everyone else on the other side of the aisle that, that don't believe he's the right guy for the job. So I think that in itself is the defining moment that we're talking about. And it could mean, Lincoln... Um, where what direction this franchise takes, what uh, who, whether Derek Carr is part of the long range future, I think he could put a stamp on things on Sunday. And and honestly, Lincoln, I think he's been waiting for this for a long time to just be able to perform uh, on a stage like this with a group of teammates that he has in that locker room in this kind of a moment. Well, I, I hope I certainly hope he takes full advantage of it because you know to be honest with you, Vinny. I wasn't expecting the performance that he showed against Dallas on Thanksgiving Day. Why? I, I, I wasn't. Why? I, I wasn't expecting. I, I I did not know what we were going to see on a short week uh, and traveling to Dallas on Thanksgiving. I and I didn't expect that. Conversely, for, for, wait, wait, real quick, just real quick, because uh, I want to just clar- clarify that from him or the team. From the from him especially, okay. he was aggressive. He was pushing the ball downfield. He was taking chances. I didn't see that in a Washington football team game. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yep. So, so you know, when you talk about quarterback play, you know, I'm not saying that he's all the reason. You know, I, I go back to the Kansas, the second Kansas City game. The offensive line couldn't stop a damn four-man rush. He had no time to throw. Wasn't his fault. But when you watch the Washington football game, he's not taking shots down the field. He's only dinking and dinking, taking short stuff. And Washington's playing into that. You're not getting any movement on the ball. To me, that was, I mean, that was a, 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 wasn't a very good defense. And I expected him against a better defense like he played in Dallas to really light him up. Quarterback decisions. This is what it comes down to. Your discretion. Yeah, I'm not saying that he's at fault all the times for the losses and stuff like that, but I expected more. Now, with that being said, you saw the opening drive of the Cleveland game. You saw the opening drive of the Indianapolis game. You saw how he meticulously worked his way down the field, and and for the for, for the opening drive, and was able to put things together and able to you know was was able to march the team and get touchdowns. That's what I expect out of Derek Carr. I expect Derek Carr because I know he knows the offense through and through. I expect Derek Carr, especially in a two minute drill, to be able to work the way down. I, I mean, I give him. There's, I don't necessarily need a lot of timeouts when I have Derek Carr because I know he knows the offense. I know he knows the way of the field. I know he knows how to make those decisions, and that's what I expect out of him every time. Mistakes are going to happen. Everybody right. has bad bad games, 
I'm not saying holding holding him accountable for all the bad games, uh, but, but mistakes are going to happen. But this is a defining moment. This is when you want him to take charge. This is when, just like in the second half of most of the games that started the season, how they came out and they were on fire. Yeah, where was that in the first half? You know, I'm scratching my head. What, what, what changed? What did you guys do at halftime that you didn't understand the first half? you still calling pretty much the same place. It's about execution. It's about play. And that's when your quarterback is, is, becomes your leader because your quarterback makes plays that get you fired up. If offensive line does their job, they're able to hold their man, give him three, four seconds, he should be able to find somebody open, throw the ball, use his accuracy. That's what I expect out of Derek Carr. And this, like I said, this is a defining moment for that reason because now is a time where he has a playoff atmosphere, and we've always questioned it. We've always asked what it will be like. Well, what, what, what? This is a playoff game. Win or go home. Now, Derek will tell you that the last three weeks have been playoff games. and the, You're absolutely right. And you're absolutely right. In the last three weeks, they've won. <laughs> not only have they won, he's also led them on game-winning drives in in two of those games true against the cleveland browns and against the indianapolis colts he was at his best when best was required which for me is the definition of a good quarterback now you know obviously he needs to do that again on sunday if it comes down to that kind of a moment but he's shown that he's fully capable when the chips are down or when they absolutely have to have it he knows where to go to find it in himself um, he's shown that time and time again. I think he's done it 29 times in his career, and we're talking about a, a Raiders team that hasn't been all that good. So right. just being in that position uh, for a comeback win, you know, on the like the last drive of the game, those opportunities aren't always there yeah. uh, or haven't always been there. So, uh, um, and we're going to get into the you know aggressiveness because. I mean, he's right there at the very top, um, or along with the, the 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 best, and the in terms of completions of twenty or more yards and taking big uh, chunk plays down the field. Uh, I, I I sometimes think that there's like, I, I don't know what it is. It's almost like a uh, disconnect between what's really happening and what the stats show in terms of how many times he does throw it long uh, and does take chances downfield, especially these last couple of years with better players around him. Uh, and and people still think that he doesn't, and I don't I'm I don't quite understand it because the stats show that he absolutely does do it just as or or as much as some of the best in the league. I think he's fourth in the NFL in 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 that kind of in that category uh, this year, which is right where you would expect him to be, especially after Henry uh, left the scene and and wasn't available to him uh, consistently like that. He's still found ways uh, to take uh, chances downfield. Um, and real quick, here's Derek Carr talking about his excitement, um, you know, playing on this type of stage? Yeah, I'm, to be completely honest, uh, I feel like that's kind of been the feeling around our team and around my heart, you know, for the last for the last month. And so, um, you know, this one's exciting, obviously, because it's the last one and it uh, really tells you what happens. Um, you know, but at the at the end of the day, I felt like I feel like the last the last month we've been playing in our playoffs, at least that's what we've been talking about, you know, because if we lost any of these, it really wouldn't matter. So um, it's exciting. It's against a division team, um, you know, all, all of those things, but nothing changes. If you got to change something, I always say, if you have to change something in your preparation, I don't think you're preparing the right way. So um, I'll be excited. Uh, I know our crowd will be excited. Our team's ready to go. Um, it'll be fun. I agree. I think it's going to be fun. But like Lincoln said, I also think this is a defining moment for him and a moment that he has to seize um, or he can fuel the fire um, 
of, of people who don't think that he's capable of it. I think he is. Uh, now it's it's you know he's tasked with going out there and proving it uh, because I don't think he's been the problem. Um, uh, not with some of the talent and some of the players that I saw around him compared to other teams and other good quarterbacks who had dramatically better talent around them than than he's had here with the Raiders. This is for the first time in a while these last couple of years. I feel like oh. The talent level is pretty good, uh, and I think that he his play has uh, you know uh, reflected that and and been elevated because of it. And he's also helped elevate other guys. Um, and last year was without a defense. Let's face it, the defense stunk last year. Period. All of a sudden, you get a good defense with him that complements what they're doing offensively, and good things start happening. It's kind of amazing how that works out. I always say, and Lincoln, I know you do. It's a t- it's the ultimate team game. Certainly. Not one guy does it. Uh, right. Now, again, as we said, though, in a one-game situation, by and large, the play of your quarterback is going to you know, determine what direction the game goes in. You can get as good a play from your teammates as possible, and the quarterback can, can still be the one dude that kind of screws it all up. Um, he can also sometimes, when things aren't necessarily working – elsewhere can go find it and, and go get it and go give it to his team in a way that they need so we'll see it's i'm fascinated to see what happens on sunday we're gonna go out to the raider nation listen line brayden is on line one how you doing brayden raider nation baby what's that brian brayden hey can you guys be okay I yeah yeah what's on your mind i got you yes sir i'm calling back again i i uh, love everything you guys are saying, man, it's awesome, and I really agree with what you're saying about Carr and the team. And um, I called back tonight because I wanted to share a little story. Uh, speaking of Carr, actually, I got to see him twice with my own eyes uh, in San Diego play the Chargers. One time, I think he, we were beating the Chargers 33-3 to in the third quarter. And just uh, and the look on my ex-girlfriend's face, because she was a Chargers fan, was priceless, so I really thank Derek Carr for that. Secondly... Um, there's another, the last time I went to San Diego, the Raiders played the Chargers in 2016, and it was the last ever Raiders Chargers game ever to be played in San Diego. And we ended up winning that game and going to the playoffs. And my point is, is we ended up having something happen that day. And I call it the, the, the Raider NATO of San Diego. <laughs> um, we were out in the tailgate doing Raider tailgating. And anyone who's been to a Raider tailgate party in San Diego, Oakland, anywhere knows it's a party. And uh, so we end up going into the game after being out there partying for about five hours. And it was just me and my dad. We split off because our tickets were in a different section of the Qualcomm Stadium. And my, the rest of my family went on the other side. Anyway, we go to walk in the stadium knowing if the Chiefs lose, all we have to do is win and we're in. Just like the same scenario we're in right now but we don't need anyone to lose we just have to win and me and my dad went to walk in the stadium we're down at the very lower level if anyone's ever been to Qualcomm knows you have to go to the start at the bottom and make your way all the way up the turnstiles to get to your seats so we walk in and we look at this little tv and it shows that Kansas City Chiefs just lost by a field goal and we know at that very moment we win we're in so we start getting all hyped up and screaming and yelling it's just me and my dad and we're, we're going towards our seats, just moving in a circle area, trying to get through the people. So we just start screaming and yelling, the Chiefs lost, the Chiefs lost. 
and we're jumping and screaming. Next thing you know, there's 10 people with us jumping and screaming. They don't even know us. Obviously, all Raider fans. And we're in San Diego, by the way. So all the Charger fans are going, what's going on? Next thing you know, we're jumping and screaming and moving uh, progressively closer to our seats. And we look back, and now there's 30 people jumping and screaming and hollering with us. And the next thing you know, we look back, and there's 100 people screaming and hollering and yelling, and it's all the Raider fans from Southern California and the people who travel from Oakland and everywhere else as well. Um, anyway, we created a Raider NATO in San Diego in 2016, the day we went on to go to the playoffs with Derek Carr, and I'm really excited he gets another chance, and I really hope he proves himself and proves everybody uh, – you know, wrong, the people that have doubted him. And I want him to, I just really want to see him be successful because I've seen him twice take down the Chargers in person. And the Raider Nader, Raider NATO of San Diego, I had to share that with the community and the Raider Nation tonight. Anyone who's listening and anyone who is there, if you were there, you know. We even broke sound barriers that day. The Raiders. Oh, that's fans. awesome. Uh, I really appreciate the call, uh, Thanks, Brandon. Brandon. And uh, for sure, I remember that game that the, the Raiders needed to beat the, the uh, San Diego Chargers. Uh, after the Chiefs lost their game, uh, and they did. Uh, they they won that game. Now, lo and behold, Derek Carr ended up, uh, what was it, a broken ankle, I think yeah. it was. In the Indianapolis game at, yeah. at home. And, and tell you what, being I was on the sideline at that moment, at that time, covering the game. And, I, and I'll be honest with you, Vinny, it was so quiet in Odaiko, whatever the Coliseum name was back then, It was in, in Oakland Coliseum. When, when he went down, I literally watched his face look up and look to the sideline, and he, he said, I think I broke it. I yep, think it's broken. I remember that. I think yep. it's broken. And you could hear it. I mean, that's how quiet it was. Um, and and everyone everyone in Raider Nation, everyone who was watching that game, including myself, was, was just stunned in disbelief because, I mean, he was really on pace to have a great – year they I were mean, 12 you, and 3 yeah you you, you could have made you could have made the argument for him to be mvp the year he was having right it was truly a defining year and i and i think that and also i mean he'll probably never admit it because he's too prideful of a man and most athletes don't but personally i think that injury changed him i think that injury made him a little bit more guarded and rightfully so you get hurt Look, my, my son's going through it. My son, Zach, who's playing with the Steelers, is going through it. He tore up his knee last year, and now he's got a mental block to where he can't play and he can't do things as fluid as he once did because he's worried about hurting that knee. It's I've never had a severe injury like that. I broke my wrist. I tore a couple muscles, but everything was was able to, to be recovered. So I can't imagine what that mental block could be or how playing with it, but I understand it. And I'm not faulting Derek for it. If it is, if it if it is that you, you these, there's mental things. You you've seen baseball players what we call with the ips, you know, who can't throw from home plate to second base. You know what I mean? It, it, it's there's a there's a but, mental thing in but there. Don't, and it but takes don't a you while. think? Don't you don't you think that he's cleared that hurdle? I don't know. I don't know I because like- there there are times where <sighs> there are times where I question that he's. He, you know, no one ever wants to get hurt, but right. there's a there's a, there's a look on his face when he's about to take a hit where, you know, he he, he seems to 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 crumble up or cringe. I don't even know how to best describe it. Um, 
but I've also seen him go off the field and, and come back on a warrior, you know, hold his, his shoulder like the last game and the Indianapolis game. He came off and I think he was holding his side, his ribs or something like that. Yeah, no, he's banged up right now. Yeah. No, no, there's no doubt about it. You're, you're going to be banked up. Yeah, he's, yeah he's, there's, he's, there's he's no doubt about it. He's but, taking some licks. Yeah, but uh, but uh, but again, I, I don't, you know, I'm, I'm hoping that it doesn't play into his mind to where he's afraid to do something, if that makes sense. Yeah, I, I don't get that sense. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. I think that you're right, um, and w- I've covered athletes that are coming back from uh, injury and the uh, the more they say I don't think about it I don't think about it the more I think you're probably thinking about it a little bit and it's yeah. human nature because you know uh, and I've had pitchers t- tell me like you know you, you get to a point where you know they're coming back from an arm injury every little uh, uh, every yeah. little pain like oh my god is it oh no come on yeah. I can't and right. then they start getting to the point where you know what I felt like that even before that injury like yeah. that's just normal and you make the normal almost seem so much more significant, and then that gets into your head. And I would agree with you. I would I would suspect that there were some uh, points in time, um, you know, after that injury where he did, you know, Certainly. it was it was on his mind. Thought I, about it, right? Exactly. Uh, I I feel like to me anyway, just watching him play, and you know, I know that he sometimes covers up, but I always read that Lincoln that he's trying to hold on to the ball because that's a huge part. Uh, I, I'd rather have a quarterback that does that and is 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 doing so to ensure that he's not going to lose ball security because those tend to be huge momentum changing plays. And so if you're feeling no a hit coming, yeah, maybe maybe you want to protect the ball uh, a, a little bit more. But I mean, he has his reasons for having his reasons. I mean, for doing his things. I yeah, mean, that, look, you can't fault him. He's human. Yeah. Um. So I mean, my my, my thing is this: is that you know, the, based on the, the subject we're talking about, he's. He's right on the cuff to me of making a name for himself. And there are, there are, there are a few times where you have that opportunity. Especially in your uh, eighth year. Absolutely. There are, you know, I, re- I remember the, the, when Rich Gannon won me over. We were playing the Jets at home, and he had suffered a broken finger, but he stayed in the game. It was on his non-throwing hand. He stayed in the game, and he actually took off and ran a couple of times when we needed a, 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 a touchdown to end the game. And – you know, I didn't like him running at the time because I didn't know him his 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 you know tendencies very well. But he took it upon himself. He was going to lead this team back, and and we won end up winning the football game. And and from that point on, I was like, you know, number twelve, you're going to be protected. The right side, you're not you're not going to have to worry about me. I'm going to do whatever I can to protect you. And and that's what a quarterback can do. That's what game changing moments like a sack by Max Crosby getting the crowd involved, or you know, a pick or something like that, or you know, a run stopping tackle by. Denzel Perriman. I mean, you have those instances, those times where you, those defining moments, you can put yourself over the top. Now, this to me is exactly what you want as a Raider. Yeah. And by the way, and this is not to disparage Rich Gannon, but I was a Vikings fan back in those days. He wasn't good with the Vikings. People say, oh, well, he led the team to it. He got benched the year they went went to the playoffs by and, and replaced by a guy by, by the name of Sean Salisbury. That's how bad he was. And I'm not taking anything away from him. He was a wing T, I think, quarterback at Delaware State right. so or Delaware. And, and so he came in a raw prospect, but he didn't get a team to the playoffs, literally. Until he was 35 years old. I don't think he played, you know, like started a playoff game until that age. So well, I will say his time in Kansas City, he kicked our ass. Um, and, and they, they benched him for Elvis Gerback. Yes. So, and, and I know he was a sort of a journeyman around the league. But when he, came to, when he came to the Raiders and he came to Gruden, Gruden showed him a number of opportunities with his offense and he turned over the keys. And, and Rich – for what it's worth, he made the best of it. He I mean, was ready he earned, for it at that point. Yeah, yeah, he earned his contract. He earned his status. I mean, 
you, you got to give it to him. He won an MVP. I mean, he took us a plus. I mean, everything that w- went right for him for his six years here and had a winning record. Yeah, and without a doubt. And I'm just saying that, you know, we always remember the tail end, but we sometimes Well, forget. because you, you think about it, it's unfortunate, but it's true. That has, those have been the two best quarterbacks since, say, Jim Plunkett. Yeah, you're going back for the Raiders' history, right? So it's it, it's a long history, but it's not very involved, and it's no. I'm not you know taking any shade, throwing any shade on any other guys like Hostel or any other other quarterbacks. But let's face it, as far as success goes, just just wasn't present without right. you know Rich and 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 to some extent for for Derek. Yeah. they haven't had a lot of winning seasons. Exactly. You're in the huddle with Vinny Monster and Lincoln Kennedy. Brought to you by Tequila and Bahadur. It's Raider Nation Radio, nine twenty a.m. on a Wednesday. Broadcasting live from the R&R studios in Las Vegas, Nevada, it's the premier destination for an inside look into the Las Vegas Raiders. You're in the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor and Lincoln Kennedy, presented by Tequila Embajador. What's good, Raider Nation? Welcome back to Raider Nation Radio, 920 AM on a Wednesday. We're going to go right back out to the Raider Nation listener line. Passionate Raider at uh, on line number two. What Vinny, you got? What up, what up, Big Link? What's happening, man? How you feeling tonight? Man, man, hey, Vinny. <clears throat> hey, Vinny, man. You got You just got to just, 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 let, just let people say a few things about Derek once in a while. You don't got to be so defensive all the time. We know, <laughs> we know, we know. Just be a little cool, brother. And you can't. You got to give Rich his props, man. Rich was the hottest thing smoking in my lifetime so far. Rich will always be at the top. But I'm loving, my, I'm loving what I'm seeing right now. But it is what it is. Like Lincoln said earlier, just win, baby. I don't care about those stats. But guess what, Vinny? I booked my flight today. I'm going to be there Sunday night. Very Wait, let me clear something up here real quick. I get that Rich Gannon was, you know, great with the Raiders in the, what, three years or so? Lincoln, four years or so that he was the I quarterback? I think he played six, didn't he? I mean, but there was one run where he was really good. It, it was I, – I'd, I'd have to look to see how, how long – I don't think he played six years with the Raiders, but I, I could double-check yeah. uh, real quick. What I'm saying is because, you know yeah, – be, Let me finish my – but, don't hang up on me yet. Let me finish. I'm not, that go, but don't. Okay. Yeah, I, I won't. But before okay. that, he wasn't. I mean, yeah, he had he had a year or so in, in Kansas City where he was pretty good. But it was a lot of walk up to being the quarterback that he became um, with the Oakland Raiders. There just was. And he wasn't very good. I mean, he was a guy that was completing under 50% of his passes. He threw a lot of interceptions. He just wasn't that good. All right. And he, he, he developed into a much better quarterback. I think, uh, as Lincoln said, it helped that he had, you know, uh, John Gruden, who had belief in him and, and gave him some tools uh, to, to, to work with. But I'm just saying that if you're going to – you can acknowledge that he was good with the Raiders, but it took a while for him to get there. That's not disparaging. It's the truth of the matter. Just go look it at the It is the truth. It is the truth. But, but Rich did come in right away, and he did make at progress At 35 right years away. old. It yeah, it wasn't an eight-year progress of being stagnant in the same thing. The dude came in right away. Even if he was a bum on Minnesota, whatever it was, he came in right All away right. with John, and they got to work. They he, got to work. But, hey, we can talk about that. And they also day. had a really good team, including Lincoln Kennedy. <laughs> hey, I know it. I loved it. That was my favorite Lincoln. Boy, I miss those days. But you know what? Let's get it. Sunday night, Black Coat Vinny. Somehow happened today. I woke up, had a message, yada, yada, yada. Booked the flight. 
it's, it's perfect. I'm coming right in Saturday night, wake up Sunday, hang out all day. As soon as the game's over, my flight leaves at twelve thirty. Won't miss a minute of work. All right, but hey, are you coming? Are you coming to the Rockstar uh, five o'clock on Saturday? Uh, I, I don't. I, I'm, it says the flight lands at eleven twenty-four. I think R- Reggie's going to pick me up. So I would like to. I don't know eleven twenty-four your time. I don't know how late P- you guys will be. Are out. we talking? Oh, we're talking PM. Whoo, yeah, baby! 11, I don't know. Eleven twenty-four. Yeah, I might not make the Rockstar, <laughs> but I'm going to be there all day Sunday. I mean, what a weekend to. If this game ain't the Raiders game of the year with everything that's going on, Madden, the Madden tribute on Sunday, this is just I, – I can't – I haven't stopped shaking since I hit the punch <laughs> button to push that fight because there's no way that I was going to wake up today and expected this to happen. So, man, I, was, I'm a, I don't care really. I, yeah, I want to go meet everyone. To, I, but I want to be inside. I want to see everything going on. I want to meet as many players. I want to give props. I love this team. This is Derek. This is the game that is going to define. We all know. Don't put too much on your back, Derek. Don't think that you have to. We know, Vinny, that Derek's a good quarterback, but he has to have his pieces around him to, 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 to make him move. We need everyone to play their part on Sunday night because I'm not scared of this defense of the Chargers, man. If the Texans dog them like that, Derek can pick this defense apart. We know this. Yep, I agree. Uh, I, I, I do. formation. Thanks, thanks for the love, passionate. Sunday thanks, man. Let's go. All right, go. brother. Safe travels. Uh, look to see. Look forward to seeing you on Sunday. Out to line three. Ruben is in Vegas. How you doing, Ruben? Vinny, uh, I, I like the thing how, how Lincoln said about Derek Carr about that injury that he suffered uh, against the Colts a few years back. After that, like seeing games on TV and, and seeing games live in person, it kind of looks like he's a little scared. I really hope they just let him off the leash. It's crazy. Every game you watch in the beginning, if we, we go down, we, we drive, and we score, it's like, damn, man, we're, we're going to do good. We're going to just unleash. But then for a minute there, it sounds like he's like they put the leash on him, and then when it comes down to crunch time, you know, they, you know, they let it off again. So I really hope for this game Sunday, they let him off and just let him play and, and just beat these Chargers. And then one more thing really quick, I just want to wish a happy birthday to Mr. Raider, double zero, Jim Otto. Oh, I've sorry. had the pleasure of meeting him a few years back here in Henderson at the Galleria. And, man, he's such a humble yeah. and, and nice and genuine guy. We talked for a few minutes, and he kind of told me because of my height and, and maybe a little bit my weight that I kind of reminded him of himself <laughs> back in the playing days. But, anyways, hope we get that win on Sunday, Allegiant Stadium, Sunday Night Football. I'm, I'm going to try to try to get these tickets, win these tickets that you guys are giving out. If not, I'll be in the tailgate area. I'm going to try to get in my best, but – Win, lose, or tie, Raiders till I die. And you guys have a good day. Go All right, man. You too, Ruben. I uh, really appreciate it. Yeah, happy it. birthday to Pops. Jim Otto, he's, he's the best. He's, yeah. He's my idol. So Absolutely. Um, and, and, yeah, and then thinking about him all day as well. So happy birthday, Pops. Absolutely. Uh, by the way, just, just to, you know, uh, taking chances downfield and whatnot, uh, Derek Carr has 65 completions of 20 or more yards uh, this year. That's second in, in the NFL. First is Tom Brady with 69. And both of those guys are tied with completions of 40 or more yards uh, with nine each, although uh, Matthew Stafford is a league leader there um, with, with 17. And also, just to clarify on that, uh, Tom Brady has uh, 80, 92 more um, passing attempts uh, than, than Derek Carr. So he's, for whatever, I don't what happened to the Buccaneers' run game, Lincoln? Oh, it, it's been non-existent with Leonard Fournette going down. It's not. It's not the same. It, it doesn't run with the same type of vigor and the same type of passion that when Fournette was in there. 
Good gosh. When I six hundred and eighty two pass attempts? Yeah. Yeah. Whew. I mean look, you find find ways to win. When you've got yeah. weapons, you know, he uses them. He uses Gronk and he uses his other weapons and, and look he's actually made you know established guys. And that's I mean, you know, on the, on that effect, Derek, I, I think you know, we, we talked about, you know, recapping the Indianapolis game, Vinny. We mm-hmm. talked about how Derek seemed to have found a little chemistry with Zay Jones. Right. And and, and, and it was it was obvious that he, he became one of his favorites, one of his his targets. Not one of his favorites, probably, but, but one of In lieu of absence of being Darren, without Darren Waller, we saw semblance of that in a Dallas game and other games, And but it really came to fruition. And he even tried to force the ball to Brian Edwards, even though Edwards wasn't just looked like he was out there running routes and didn't look like he was really into it for whatever reason. But, I mean, that's what a quarterback's supposed to do. That, that that's what you that's what you expect out of your quarterback. I mean, you know you you've got you've got a chemistry with Hunter Renfro. You know he's going to get open again. His accuracy, Derek's accuracy, is really what sets him apart because there's a lot of times he throws his receivers open, and that's what you want him to do. You just want him to do it on a consistent basis. Even when you don't have a run game, you know you find ways to make plays. Even if it's just dinking and dunking and taking and getting down the field, getting first downs. But you know, to your point, I think you made it yesterday when we talked. Um, you know, the interception when he was trying to go to Deshaun Jackson. Yeah, the ball was a little underthrown. Mm-hmm. I don't mind him taking shots like that. In essence, it was a punt. I don't right. mind him taking You know, at least that's what you want. When you have a single high safety, you got one-on-one coverage with your speedy receiver, you're taking a shot. He had a step on him. He just underthrew the ball a little bit. So, um, you know, that's that's those are the things that I expect out of Derek Carr every time he touches the field. That that type of attention to detail and, and, and play. Not saying throwing interceptions, but, you know, taking the shots, giving, taking what the defense gives you, the, the opportunist. And, and I've seen him do that, and I've seen the Raiders have success on the heels of him doing that. You mentioned uh, Gronkowski. Uh, there's a big <coughs> tight end here in Las Vegas, a guy by the name of Darren Waller. Um, he was pract- He was finally back at practice yeah. uh, on Wednesday. It was a limited um, situation, and um, the the key, talking to Rich Basaccia, is how he feels physically tomorrow after pushing it a little mm-hmm. bit today. Mm-hmm. Obviously, what does the body react? How does mm-hmm. it react? Is it going to feel good? Uh, and then that will um, dictate whether they could push him a little bit harder tomorrow, and then obviously then Friday becomes a big day. Uh, here's the thing, um, you know, I, I think he's going to play. I mean, I'm, I'm, I, I, I don't have anything to, to anyone telling me that he's not going to play. So I think he's going to, you know, uh, get out there and, and give it a go. But I think everyone needs to kind of temper their expectations, Lincoln. This is a guy who hasn't played in over a month. It's, right. This isn't high school football. Right. You know, even at that level, it's still going to be hard if you missed a month of football. Yeah. There's just a whole litany of things that, you know, you're you're going to have to ease your way into. But to, to whatever extent Darren Waller is on the field, Lincoln, I think it's going to p- pay some dividends because you still, if you're the uh, L.A. Chargers, you still at the very least – have to pay attention to that, dude. Well, the thing is that Darren Waller opens up a number of opportunities for Derek, even if he doesn't go to him, and opens up a number of places on the field, most notably the intermediate to long section area because of the threat that he has or that he, he is. And even look, even if he, you're not throwing at him, he's on the field. Defenses have to take notice. Exactly. Of him. A lot of defenses in the past when they played against number 83 have done things like double. They bracket him, play high-low and stuff like that. So that takes two guys out of the equation. That means there are other opportunities for single coverage, maybe to Hunter Renfro, maybe to Zay Jones, whomever. Uh, and that's when you're able to take advantage of it. But just his presence on the field does something, I think, for the energy of the team, and that's that's what what's welcome to me. By the way, uh, Lincoln, 
we've we've both been around long enough uh, to to understand and not to be and, and and to not be surprised when big game players step up in big games. I got a sneaky suspicion, Lincoln. Uh, Deshaun Jackson might have a uh, you know you know what I'm saying like he might have a moment too. He's one of those type of guys that you know in a, on a stage like this tends to step up a little bit and um you know i think he could have a, a role as well in this whole thing well i i look i think this is a game for you know that's that that's again you want to see the best out of the team there are certain members that will there are certain players that will look at specifically most notably the quarterback but at the same time this is also a way that you can create a a presence for yourself i mean the fact is is that if this is the last game of the season and you go out and you play poorly, then when everybody's being evaluated, what did you do? What did you do in the time when you went out there on the field? Now, we know Deshaun Jackson at 34 years old can't play 55, 60-something plays a game. We know that, okay? But you also have to, de- have to earn your keep. You have to deserve a reason for us to want to bring you back or want to look at having a future with you or whatever it is on your roster. So I, I think this is a, this is a game for, uh, for claiming a job or claiming a spot on a future roster because there are going to be some changes in this offseason. You just want to make sure you're not one of them. Yeah, um, it, it makes for just a fascinating situation because yep. there's multiple. And that, here's what I do like about the Raiders. They've got players capable of doing it. When you talk about Unique and Gakwe, he's liable. He's a guy that can go get you two sacks in a game like this with his motor revved up. Max Crosby, I think, um, is a big game player. I think Denzel Perryman, uh, the way he's been playing, uh, can have a moment. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like there's... As opposed to years past where, where especially defensively, you kind of looked down on the defense, Lincoln, and said, who's going to step up? Who's capable yep. of stepping up? And I'm sorry, I'm not to disparage uh, anyone uh, that was here previously, but it was slim pickings. Like, you, right. you just you just hope that they didn't screw it all up. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But now you point to a bunch of guys and you're like, hey, that dude uh, could, have a, could, could, could have a moment. So um, told you about uh, uh, D- uh, Darren Waller. He did practice today on a limited basis. We'll see what that means for him tomorrow. Also, update on Nate Hobbs. We know what the situation was with him uh, on Monday morning, getting arrested for DUI. Talked to Rich Basaccia today about that, and uh, it sounds like Nate is going to play. Um, you know, that tends to lead you to believe that the Raiders took a look into it and felt like, all right, this is something that we can deal with. Let him play, and then, you know, whatever kind of repercussions might happen, um, you know, at, at, some, at another point in time, let the legal, um, you know. Yeah, let the legal take care of his thing, you know, and, and it will. Yes. It will, whatever happens. But at the same point, you know, you, 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 you. I mean, you let the the the, the off the field stuff take care of itself. You, you have him. He's a player. He's he's on your team. He, and if he can, if he's available, he needs to play. Yeah, no doubt about it. And he's a big part of that defense. You're in the huddle with Vinny Monster and Lincoln Kennedy. Brought to you by Tequila and Bahadur. Raider Nation Radio 9:20 a.m. on a Wednesday. You're listening to Raider Nation Radio 920 AM. Now back to your hosts, Vinny Bonsignor and Lincoln Kennedy. All right, we know that there's a uh, big party getting ready to get thrown here in Las Vegas on Sunday night when the Raiders host the Chargers with uh, the final uh, or a playoff uh, uh, berth on the line, one of the wild card uh, berths on the line. What deserves... Um, or what compliments a great party uh, in Las Vegas? Another great party, that's what. And so the night before the Raiders 
host the Chargers over at the Fremont Club uh, here in Las Vegas. It's a Raider Nation-type party, uh, and you're not going to want to miss it too short. Uh, the great Raider um, fan and one of the great rappers of all time uh, will be performing. Uh, it's an ultimate Raider party, so tell a Raider, bring a Raider, whatever you got to do. Too Short Live is in the building. Uh, Raider Nation, you're going to want to be a part of this, and the way you can be a part of this is uh, go check out the nationparty.eventbrite.com to purchase your tickets. Uh, this is going to be a sold-out event, so if you want to be a part of it, and it's on Saturday, January 8th, the day before the Raiders-Chargers game, go to the nationparty.eventbrite.com uh, and buy your tickets. It's going to be quite the weekend here in Las Vegas, and it's going to kick off uh, over there um, with Too Short uh, at the uh, Fremont Club. Back out to the Raider Nation listener line. Uh, going to go out to line four, and Alan is in Las Vegas. How you doing, Alan? Uh-oh. <laughs> I, I, maybe Alan went to go buy his tickets to go to the <laughs> he just hung, I was like, I got Roderick <laughs> is on line number five. I'm calling from uh, Sacramento, uh, Raider, Raider Nation. Shout out to the Raider Nation. Uh, we're just shutting down all the haters tonight. It was a lot of haters. Didn't think we was going to be knocking on the door like this. All we got to do is just win, baby. We know what the slogan is. Uh, uh, just win. We need y'all to do your homework this week for you Raider uh, players that are listening. Do your homework and break the huddle. It's going to be a different game than it was previously, but – with the Chargers. We're going to play four quarters this time. We're not going to play a half. Uh, no disrespect. We're not going to just play two quarters, the third and fourth quarters. They're going to see four quarters of focused Raiders football. Get that W for us. We're fired up. We're knocking on the door. Can you hear them? We're knocking on the door. Just man falls down, but he gets back up through all the adversity. We're knocking on the door. So I'm looking for that W now. Shout out to the Raider Nation from Los Oakland, California. All right, Roderick, uh, love the confidence, uh, love the passion. It is going to be a tremendous weekend in Las Vegas and a tremendous night on Sunday night. I'm, I'm looking forward to it uh, from that perspective as well. There's a lot of reasons that this is a huge game and a huge event, and it's something that we all kind of live for. I mean, that's that's why I do what I do. Uh, I know that, and I know that's why the players play, because they want to be involved in moments like that. And I really think that it's a great opportunity for the city of Las Vegas uh, to really show out in a moment that the NFL envisioned um, when they started plotting uh, the Raiders' uh, course here to Las Vegas. These are the events, these are the nights, those are the games uh, that they had in mind, and I really expect it to be uh, worthy of all of the hype, all of the anticipation. It's going to be quite the moment. I love uh, that about sports. Back out to the Raider Nation listener line, line one. We have Lester in the East Bay. Great, guys. Thanks for taking the call. I'll be brief. The um, a couple. Of, I got a question for Lincoln on the offensive line on the back end. But like the previous caller said, this football team it's got to be focused. Everybody got to be focused because this is rather right now. This is your Super Bowl. This is your Super Bowl. So you have to treat it like a Super Bowl. And and everybody, the coaches on the offense and defense. Hey, you got to use all the tools you got in the, in the toolbox. And I really on defense. I really like seeing what they've been doing the last two weeks. They've been mixing it up, uh, Vinny and Lincoln. You know, they haven't been just running, you know, the, the straight-up cover three, rush four all game long. They've been mixing it up with some corner slot blitzing, some stunts and so forth, some cover twos. So I like seeing that because if you don't, you got to play chess. You know what I mean? This isn't checkers. This is chess. And as much as you want to dictate do what you've been doing all year long, you can't do that because your opponent is going to be ready for that. 
and we don't we don't we can't be just sitting back and letting you know Herbert do whatever he wants on the offensive side of the football. A couple players that I like to see get more involved in offense. I like Jalen Richard. Uh, I think he's ready. He's got the juice, guys. I love to see him break out in some plays and screens, the, the passing game or run the football. I love to see him involved a little bit more. Get Mariota involved more, a little bit more, like they've been trying to do. Uh, try and catch them off guard. You know, instead of bringing out you know Carr a while wide, throw in Deshaun Jackson. Have Mariota throw the ball on a play action. So catch him off guard. What you're, ba- uh, what you're basically it. saying, and I love it. Every all hands on deck right now, right? That's what that's sure. the, that's the point that you're trying to make. And by the way, Lincoln, yeah, Jalen Richard. I think he actually he earned his salary with that one play that he made. Uh, you know that the little dump off, uh, trying to get a first yeah, down, and right. he rolled to that. It was a key first down too, Lincoln. Yeah. Uh, and sometimes you know fans get mad. Why? What? Uh, hey, right there they fell in love back with Jalen Richard. No, right no, there. no. Look, I think he's been a little bit lost because of injury and overlooked with Kenyon Drake and Josh Jacobs. I get it, but uh, he was a very capable back. I mean, even you know when when Del Rio was here, that I never forget the the one game that put him on the map. Was was that New Orleans game when he had that 70-something yard run, touchdown run, uh, broke out. And, you know, that was one of the defining moments for his career. And he's been making the best of his opportunities. Um, and and I, I just, you know, I, I, I do like Jalen Richard. I always had. I, I think he's getting a little bit of loss in the transition or translation of what's going on with the backfield. But I'm hoping that he yeah, does like he's done in the past couple of games, seizing his opportunity and making the best of it. By the way, Pete, or uh, excuse me, Peyton Barber is also uh, playing fairly well, too. Yeah. And this, that's what you need uh, to win the kind of games that they've been playing. Well, that's what you want. That's why you have depth. I mean, you don't want anybody, you don't want to feel that somebody in the game is a liability. You know, we, we were surprised upstairs when Josh Jacobs wasn't in the game. No one knew what happened. I didn't even see him go to the locker room. Yeah. He hurt his ribs. Yeah. You know, so, 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 you know, I remember Brent saying, do you see number 28 on the sideline? And we're all scouring the the sideline until he came out. We didn't even know what what happened, but you got to have depth. It's, it's absolutely, and, and, and it's important in this game. And, and I think that, you know, guys are making the best of their opportunities sometimes. Yeah, and, and uh, a tip of the cap, honestly, to um, Mike Mack and his crew mm-hmm. uh, in the personnel department because they keep coming up, Lincoln, with yeah. players that can, you know, they're not all-stars, but you, you don't expect that when you're, when you're you know, picking guys off sometimes from <laughs> anywhere at this right. point in the season because of everything that's going on yet. Honestly, they've been able to come up with guys that are giving them servable snaps. Yep. Uh, and, and right now, that's the best you can ask for. So uh, shout out to Mike uh, and what they're doing uh, in the personnel department because that makes all the difference in the world. Like Lincoln said, sure. when you got to go to your depth chart like that, you got to be able to have some confidence yep. that you're going to be able to um, you know, tap somebody that's going to be able to produce. Also, lastly about that, um, the coaching staff too, Lincoln, they've had to really redo how they coach because you have to also coach up your practice squad players because they are your depth chart right there uh, over on that side of the of the of the ball. So this normally doesn't happen in a normal year, uh, but these last two years with COVID have have changed everything about what you do. So you've got practice squad players, Lincoln, now getting important reps in practice because you don't know when you're going to have to say, hey, dude, get out there. It's your turn now. And you have to have something in place that puts them in position to succeed. And and a lot of times it's stripping things down just to kind of come up with something that somebody can, 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 can excel at even on, uh, on short notice. So a lot of credit also to the coaches like Richard Smith and Rod Marinelli uh, and, and, and Ron Milas and Gus Bradley, especially on that defensive side of the ball, because they have had to go, 
what we what we always used to say digging in the crates uh, absolutely in the, in the crates uh, absolutely you know he, they had to, they went and found some oldies but some goodies too mm-hmm. um and and they've all for the most part been able to uh, to give him a little bit of a lift when needed you're in the huddle with the video monster and lincoln kennedy brought to you by tequila in bahadur raider nation radio 920 a.m when we come back arash markazi the great journalist from los angeles who i know his L- las vegas connections is fired up about this la las vegas showdown on sunday over to legion stadium